This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 217. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. If it's the first time you've ever come across us, you can subscribe to Fight Disciples via iTunes and via Android. The Android feeds are on our website, fightdisciples.com. We're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we have a YouTube channel. Uh, and there's some uh, fresh content coming your way in the not-too-distant future on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe into that nonsense too. Uh, we are the two-time uh, champions of the uh, best sports podcast in the UK. I know that that is uh, a little bit of blowing your own trumpet, but why not, eh? Why not? Nobody else has done it. Nobody else has won two-time back-to-back awards at that ceremony, so we're going to uh, keep ramming it down your throat until uh, maybe you get a tattoo of it. You know, like them England fans that got a tattoo of it um, <laughs> with uh, winning the World Cup pre Obviously, World Cup final. If this is the moment where you pull out your ass cheek and you've got a Gareth Southgate tattoo, yeah. mm. you're going to get bitch slapped all over this studio, I'm got, afraid. Got the lyrics for It's Coming Home tattooed all over my ass, man. Hey, tell you what, I was singing It's Coming Home on Saturday, but only because Rocky Fielding was making his ring walk, brother. Mm. It's coming home. That was, the, that was the most passionate I'd sang that song throughout the whole last six weeks was when... Because I had Rocky on the show last week and he said that song, he'd been, it'd be in his head, but for him it was about bringing the belt home. And that was when I thought, you know what, I'll buy into it, it's coming home now. Incidentally, England already been, we're already on the way home at that point. But How funny are um, the, the post-fight presentations when you win a world Brilliant, title over in Germany? All I was thinking is, how the fuck's he going to get that big giant reform? What's he going to do with it? Is it going to be on mate, his door that, at Christmas? That is class. <laughs> That's a belter idea. I was thinking, mate, whatever you do, don't leave Dan in the dressing room. That's got to come home with you. That'll be, it's going to be, I didn't know what he was going to do with it, but that's a belter of an idea. What the fuck? Put some Christmas lights around why did it, they stick do, on the door. Why did the fuck did they do that? Why did they go, well done, lads are absolutely apoplectic with joy. He's in the crowd celebrating with his friends and family that have made the trip over to Offenburg, right? He's become a world champion. He just wants you to put the fucking belt on him. And then you hit him with a bloody wreath round his neck. What's Class. that? Just a big, giant novelty reef. Yeah. Mental. Um, let's just forget my attitude towards regular belts yeah, yeah. for a moment. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to it because yeah, yeah. I, I think I've got to be fair because I've got to, I've got to stay consistent with the show. Right? Of course. If we want to pick up a third uh, award next year, you can't be changing your mind halfway through, right? What a fucking performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a lesson to anybody in life, right? He has had... A very he's had a tough time as rock outside the ring, inside the ring. Let's be honest, he's not been looked after the best inside the ring. No, nope. he had a obviously a shocking performance against Callum Smith, and everybody wrote him off. Yeah, and to be fair, even on this show, we said, "Has he got it? Is he there? I don't know where he's at after the Callum Smith performance." He's had to be patient. He's been messed about. Mm-hmm. He's been all over the gaff. He's obviously changed uh, trainers through obviously all of his illness. He's yep. ended up with Jamie. There was a family cancer battle in there. Oh. Massive. He's just had it all. He's had everything. Remember, his son was born the same night he boxed and shit like that. Was that Ryder? Was that was that the Ryder fight? His son was, but like pretty much born on the same night, or his wife was, his girl was about to drop. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, yeah. He's just had so much going on. Don't forget when he bounced back and fought Rebris, Rebrisay after Callum Smith. Yeah. He had to climb up off the floor in the second round to mm. go on and win that fight. I just don't think he gets the credit he deserves. But, I really but don't. But not only that, that this is a lesson to everybody in life, right? It's never over. It's never over, right? And when you get given an opportunity, as he was at the weekend, yeah. you fucking take it. You you take destiny into your own hands. You don't sit and wait and let things tick along. 
you grab it by the bollocks and 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 forge your own destiny. And fair play, Rocky Fielding, mate. You most certainly did that. You were taking no shit. You, he knew full well that even if he'd have battered that kid for 12 rounds, he might not have got a decision. Yeah. But he made so sure... he couldn't that, afford to? He made sure that he weren't going 12 rounds. It was absolutely... From the first two rounds, I thought, this has got 12... This has got Point Zuga written all over it for the first two rounds. Yeah. And then... 30. Zuga was the busy in the first two rounds, yeah. but Rocky was the one that was landing the bigger yeah. shots. Like well, he went as many, but he was landing. But in the third, so there was signs there. I was thinking, okay, Rocky's yeah. having a look here. And it was in the third that I thought, right, he's on it. You know? Yeah, yeah, because he stepped he, up. He, he, he seemed calm. He seemed like he was doing the business. Fourth, I thought he was going to take him out in the fourth. If I'm honest, mate. And yeah. then the fifth, he just absolutely fucking threw the kitchen sink at the kid. But the shot. Let's be honest. How many tweets have you had about body shots this weekend? I love it. Great, isn't it? Absolutely love it. The amount of all the fight disciples jizzing over a, a body body shot because the boy has managed to land one in his uh, in his big moment. It was a wonderful, wonderful shot. He picked Ta- it absolutely he timed it beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he only he, t- he only tapped him. Get up, lad. What's well, listen, up with you? <clears throat> we had him on the show here last week, Rocky, and he was saying I can't remember what he said it on air or off air, but he basically said that him and Jamie Moore watched Zuga, and every time they'd watched them, they'd thought this kid doesn't fancy it. Like he doesn't want to be in there. He doesn't want to be in the trenches. They watched the fight with Ekpo, um, or the two fights with Ekpo, and they'd seen something there. And he thought he doesn't fancy it. Was bottle goes, you know, he doesn't want to mix it up. And I think they knew that if they, Zuga was going to come at them, but if they met him head on, but not only that, pushed them back and got him involved, started hitting them with big shots. His, his bottle would go, go. And, yeah. and, and that's exactly what happened. They were Rocky's exact words: "As arsehole go," and it did. Zuga's ass completely fell out of his pants. Mm. He went back to the corner. I, I, I was like, you right, thought they were going to stop at the end of the fourth. If you watch at the end of the fourth, the feedback with the train is non-existent. Yeah. He's, he's giving them no information. Mm. He's just kind of sitting there looking at them. And I think that's what forced them to throw the towel in ultimately because they knew at the end of the fourth round. I, I even commented to my dad who, was, who I was watching it with and I was like, giving them no information. They're not feeding it, not saying, slip this, do that, move this, move that. It's like they knew. We've had a shitty camp. We've, had, you know, we're not ready for this guy. He hits too hard. It was like everything just come on them at once, and they just kind of frozen the moments. Mm. And it was like the writing was on the wall because I was screaming, then going, "I hope Rocky him, flies man. at him now because he doesn't want to be in there. This mm. fucking bottle's gone." Mm. And that's you know what? All the credit in the world to Rocky Field. Performance was I just thought it was that's absolutely brilliant it. to go to Germany and fight an undefeated world champion making the sixth defense or whatever it was of his world title regardless of where his head's at makes no fucking difference that was a mountain Rocky Field had to climb yesterday and he made it look easy mm. made it look absolutely easy and I was like straight away I was like fantastic for Rocky world title belt wrapped around his waist pole position now to fight the winner of Groves Callum Smith for me pole position to fight someone like a, a, a you know a, one of the big ch- champions in America or even a James DeGale well, money spin and fight potentially with yeah. Chris Eubank people going oh yeah they're, they're too big a fight what are you talking about too big a fights guy's got a fucking world title belt wrapped around his face regardless of what you think of the status <laughs> of that world no, title no 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 listen right it is it's a, it's a WBA regular belt right George Rose for me is the WBA champion that's where I'm at with it however he's got a ticket to the party now absolutely did you see Bremer by the way yeah yeah he was straight in there where he goes, me and you? Yeah, me yeah, and you? And we're like going, go on, Rocky lad. To me, fuck Bremer. He, don't make you in, he doesn't make you enough dough. Nope. Fuck it off, right? Exactly. Loads of chat as well on social media. Oh, John Ryder should have a shout. No, he doesn't make enough dough. Not yeah. interested, right? John, Let John Ryder go down the Gilberto Ramirez route. Let him crack on with all that, right? Yeah. Rocky Fielding now is in the party. Whoever wins between Callum Smith and George Groves, there's narrative there. Course. Because the WBA Super versus the WBA regulars a narrative within itself. You've got obviously the rematch. Callum Smith 
Rocky Fielding, that narrative from the first fight. It, that, for me, is the one, right? Yeah. But that'd then be, That'd be the biggest fight in Liverpool since Holligan Neary, since the knock in the park. That'd be the biggest fight we've right. seen. Because it'd be a world title fight, right. obviously. You, well, it's a unification. Of course. So, so there's that. But don't rule out Eubanks Jr., who, no. by the way, I saw on... I, I saw a weird Sky promo the other day that he's on the fucking undercard for uh, uh, Dylan, Dylan White. Is he? But he's supposed to be the reserve waiting for uh, for Callum Smith and... Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it was an error from Sky. It was on the Sky plan the other day. I'm thinking, what the fuck's that? Eubank Jr. on there. Wow. Nobody's informed me of any of that, but I'll look into it for you this week and uh, keep an eye on our social media on it. Um, it's because the Kel, Kel Brook fight's definitely off because he's yeah, injured. Yeah, seen that, yeah. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. Yeah. But don't rule out Eubank Jr., James DeGale, all the big fights, all the all the fights that are going to make Rocky proper money, a hint are in the UK. Yeah, going and fighting Benavidez and all these types of kids out in uh, America, they don't make him big dough unless no. it's on a Dazon, it's on one of Eddie's cards potentially. Yeah, right. That's that's it. That's it. So yeah. Bremer not interested. Ryder not interested. He has now got himself a ticket to the party. Absolutely. Go make yourself some proper money, mate. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. And. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, yeah, that, that should have been John Ryder's title shot. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Rocky beat John Ryder in Liverpool, yet it was a close fight. Yet it was actually the, one of the worst performances I've seen from Rocky Fielding. But how could, I just, it just made, after a performance against David Brophy, then he had that mark and time fight. Then he goes to Germany and beats a world champion. I'm like, give the guy some fucking credit. Mm. The fact that he was such a massive underdog, and we'll come on to the fact that we both missed out on a big payday this weekend. Fucking massive. And that was leg number one of three. But, you know, bear in mind the fact that we've got a British guy going to Germany, which no one does, beating the only current German world champion. They've got no world champions left. Yeah. Five, six years ago, fucking hell. The middleweight division, yeah. middleweight division was riddled with Germans. The heavyweight division was locked down with German base fighters. Now they've gotten zero. German boxing's absolutely fucking plummeted. I'd love to know what's going on there. Has German TV pulled out of sport and boxing or whatever? No. Nah. You know, because Sky Sports are, you know, love more loathe them. They're playing a, a, a huge role in spearheading British boxing to where it is now. Their, their partnership with Matrium has played a massive part in getting us here, and obviously BT now with Frank and everything else. There's a reason why it, success breeds success. I think German boxing, something's fucked up there. But anyway, fuck them. They've got no... We're t- we've taken over. But in terms of Rocky Fielding, to do what he's done, and as such a big underdog, and if you didn't, didn't realise how big an underdog he was, watch the broadcast on Saturday night. It's local... So there's no Sky production involved at all. The fucking cameramen, they were all they all looked like they needed a beer to me. The, 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 the shaky camera work was shocking. Felt like I was on a boat watching it. Hmm. But then the whole, the fact that, I know Eddie's busy. There's a press conference tomorrow. We'll come on to that later in the show. But Eddie wasn't there. There was no real presence there. It was just kind of like Rocky Fielding, Jamie Moore and the lads and... 50 or so Rocket Scousers had been sent off to Offenberg in the middle of nowhere to, to play a part. And that part wasn't necessarily win the world title. Into it. I, bet there was, I didn't see any fucking British journalists out there. There was none of the national journalists out there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you mm. just kind of think, like, obviously, Boxing News probably the only ones who were out there. Don't even, the Liverpool Echo didn't even send anybody out there. That tells you how much of an underdog Rocky Fielding was for this fight. So to do that, and I'm glad he got on the mic afterwards and was like, no. Fuck coming back here to the fight, fight Zoo because there's a rematch clause. We not we all know that Zuga probably won't have the rematch clause. No, but his coach probably will. <laughs> Bremer fancies it, but fuck Bremer. Bring Bremer to the Echo Arena then. That's what, I think that's what Rocky was saying. I've done this. I've come all the way out here on my own, basically mm-hmm. with my friends and family and my coaches. Yeah, the least I deserve now is headline spot at the Echo Arena, defending my version of the world title. Yeah, 100%. and he deserves it. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well done, Rocky Fielding. 
couldn't be more delighted for you, mate. He's Body a, he's shot, a, man. He's, he's a stand-up geezer. Stand-up geezer. And I'll tell you something. What did we say on last week's show? Well, I said this on the, not the Radio City Talk show, the, the, the original boxing show from last week, right? Go back and listen to it. A year ago, I wouldn't have given him a chance to win a world title. But there's something going on in that gym, mate. I yeah. don't know what the fuck it is. So you're talking about after the John Ryder fight. We were both on this show after John Ryder going. Yeah. He looks disinterested. Yeah. Looks like he's in the wrong weight division. Looks like he's all over the place. Obviously, he had shit going on in his private life, which yeah, we subsequently found out. But after John Ryder, we were like, he's not long for this division. And you would, you're right. We wouldn't have given him a hope in hell. But the last 12 months, mm-hmm. and you talk, we talked about it last week, moving to Jamie Moore yeah. has been absolutely critical. And as I tweeted the weekend, is there a hotter coach in world boxing no. right now as Jamie Moore? Absolutely. If you're a fighter now, right, and maybe you're just on the cusp of something or maybe you're on a bit of a rocky road and you think to yourself, what can I do? You go to Jamie Moore, don't you? You make the call. You make that call. Everything that he... Don't get me wrong. Frampton's a freak. Frampton's a was successful before Jamie Moore. Of course he was. But I think he's making even Frampton better. You, you look at the story of Tommy Coyle. You look at what Rocky's now done. You look at what we genuinely believed could be a possibility with Martin Murray and Billy Joe Saunders, right? There's some serious shit going on at that VIP gym, man. Mm -hmm. People are going to be ringing Salford's number. That's what they're going to be doing, and they're going to go in Jamie any chance. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And you know what? It's all about the dynamic that they've got there as well. You know, Nigel plays a massive part in that gym as well. Did you see he flew all the way from fucking Tanzania or whatever it was? He he was, on Friday night, he was at Stacey Copeland. He was was at Stacey Copeland's fight in Zimbabwe. Stacey Copeland, by the way, congratulations, becoming the first first British woman to win a Commonwealth title. Did it in in Zimbabwe. Sensational. Nigel caught a flight from Zimbabwe to To Germany. Yeah, to Offenburg. To be to make sure he was there for Rockies. That's just that says everything that you need to know about that fucking camp. Absolutely, of course it does. So if you're Rocky Fielder, how do you think that feels when your assistant coach, your assistant coach, not even your number one coach, but your assistant coach, jumps on the first flight he can after winning the Commonwealth title with another fighter to get all the way to Offenburg? And by the way, Offenburg hasn't even got an airport, so he wouldn't have flown to Offenburg. He's flown somewhere else, and then had to commute just to get to Offenburg in time for the first bell. Fucking. Credit to the entire camp, man. Phenomenal stuff. No, it was. Sensational stuff. And then off the back of that, I thought to myself, right, I'll tune in for a little bit of uh, Regis Pagres. Yeah, because we were getting paid oh, then, son. We were getting, we were getting paid. We were getting weighed in. 81 to 1, I had. We had. 81 to 1. And I think a few people got on it as well. Yeah, because you stuck it on our social media. So we had uh, Rocky Feeling to win by uh, knockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regis Pagres to do the same thing. And Lucas Matisse to do the same thing. So tunes in. To, read, uh, to Regis Progress, and I thought to myself, come on, Regis, you're fucking, fucking about here. Get him out, right? So that were about eight rounds in. I thought, there we go. Sweet as a nut. That you text me, didn't you? That- we're getting paid. <laughs> I said, two down, one to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <clears throat> Before we move on, what do you think about Progress? His performance? I thought he were... I Obviously, think- he stopped the kid, so yeah, he marches listen, into World Boxing Super Series mate, with his tail up. And that's, but- the, that's the problem, right? What it was, he had one eye on the fucking World Boxing Super yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah. He's thinking... Fucking this stepping stone here, and I'll just fucking blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he's got it out of the way. Now he's into the big party with the big boys. So does he fight Josh now? I'd, well, we'll find out on Friday, won't we? With uh, I don't know how it's going to work. There's loads of different things that I've been told regarding the World Boxing Super Series. For yeah. example, there's three weight categories, but the third one isn't being told this week. I'm being told that it's cruiserweights randomly, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not going to find out on Friday. So they're going to do the draft gala on Friday for bantamweights and super lightweights. That's all going to be taken care of. Then they're going to have the final on uh, Saturday night. And then off the back of the final, they're going to say, wait, our third 
bloody bloody bloody. On Saturday night in the ring, cruiserweights are going back in. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm being told. Cruiserweights again. Yeah, I don't I don't know why, but that's what I'm being told. But on on Friday, this Friday, where the draft gallery is happening in Moscow, you're not going to find out confirmed that third weight category. They're just going to do two, which we already know, and everybody's names will be out there. Listen, don't get me wrong, it'd be sick if all the cruiserweights signed up again because it's been a brilliant tournament. But mm. then whoever wins on Saturday, you're going to go, well, clearly you're the fucking favourite. Mm. That's, the, that's the problem. They had the eight, basically at least six of the best eight cruiserweights on the planet. Yeah. Are they gonna, the only way they change that tournament for me is if they get Tony Bellew to sign up for it. Mm. That's the only way they change the look of that tournament. Because who else is going to be going as favourites above Usyk or, or Gassayev this weekend? And you're you're asking an un, the undisputed champion. He has to enter again. Exactly. So he's going to go, okay, Cheddar fucking Ching. Yeah. You've just paid me a career high. Now I want double. Because I'm putting everything on the line. And with all those belts tied I up with one... I can't see it being cruiserweights, bro. Well... And all, those, and all those titles being tied up with one guy, all their mandatories would have to go into the tournament. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. See, I'd heard it was going to be light heavies, and yes, the winner of the super middleweight tournament was going to go straight in. So yeah. Callum Smith or George Groves was going to go in as seed number one at light heavyweight mm. with a bunch of light heavyweight killers. That's what I'd heard. But mm. anyway, we'll find out Saturday morning. Mm. In terms of uh, progress at the weekend, what I took away from it was because uh, I, I watched that thinking for some reason in my How's mind How's he going to match up with Josh Taylor? I thought he's thinking? fighting Josh Taylor in the first round I'm seeing Velasco dropping bombs on his face and I'm thinking Josh Taylor's going to wipe the floor with you son mm. I really thought that I thought Josh Taylor would have beat Pergrace at the weekend now, Listen, I know Pergrace is 22-0 with 19 knockouts he's a killer but you know, I think he dropped Velasco in the 5th, 7th, 8th yeah. before he finished him but on route to that fifth round, he was getting tagged. And yeah. I thought, Josh Taylor tags you like that, you ain't getting away with it. Mm. You ain't getting away with it. Mm. So, And then we move on to Manny Pacquiao and Lucas Matisse, sake. right? Where do we start with Manny? Can we first start by saying, motherfucker cost us 300 odd quid each. Yeah. So we're kind of pissed. Yeah. We're pissed at Manny anyway. So maybe there's a little bit of that in what we're about to say. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. No Vada testing, Manny, I noticed. No Vada testing for the first time in God knows how long. Your back's looking quite big. So's so's your, your, so's your fucking head. head. <laughs> Bobblehead Pacquiao. I'd say you something, man. Whatever he's on, it's definitely not on the ban list yet. Or sh- it's not been tested for. I swear to God, when he fought Jeff Horn, he looked like a 39-year-old man. And I was expecting a 39-year-old man. I bet my hard-earned cash on the fact that a 39-year-old, pretty much almost 40-year-old man, yeah. was going to step into the ring in yeah, Kuala yeah. Lumpur. Yeah, yeah. Nobody told me that Manny Pacquiao found the, found the fucking hot tub time machine and gone back in time and the 22-year-old Manny Pacquiao yeah, was yeah. coming back. Benjamin Button shit going down. Because his waist was non-existent. Yeah. His back was like the fucking map of Africa. <laughs> and he had a fucking... Looked like he had a crash helmet on his head. <laughs> and I'm just like, where Mate, the fuck did the, you come from? Right, I, was, I was reading social media off the back of it just to see if people were thinking the same thing that I was thinking. And people going, oh, vintage mayonnaise, roll back <laughs> the years, all this type of stuff. I go, what are you on, you clowns? The man's nearly 40 years of age, right? He's had no knockout since 2009. That's These are facts that I'm giving you now. Matisse, in every single one of his fights, at the very most, has only ever been down once. Per fight. 40, ne- 43 previous 43 fights. 43 previous fights. Victor Postel's the only geezer that took him out of there, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. No, every time he's been down once in a fight. Never more than once in a fight. And you're telling me 39-year-old Manny Pacquiao, who's not had a knockout since 2009, put him on his ass three times in the fight, and you're telling me it's all on what? Fucking honey and water. Do me a favour. 
No Varda testing as well for the first time in about eight years on the Manny Pacquiao fight. No wonder you're in Malaysia, lad. Yeah. Manny, um, uh, drug testers are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, do us a favour, son. Piss so, in the pot. Yeah, you sort it out. You <laughs> piss in the pot and just tell him President Manny fucking said so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No longer in LA. No longer fighting in America. On a world tour. Fighting in Asia. <laughs> Come on. And, and you know what? People get excited going, oh, the Amir Khan fight's definitely happening now. I'm like, where? Because yeah. it's fucking certainly happening in the UK. It ain't happening anywhere that there's going to be someone knocking someone at his door them. at five in the morning. It ain't happening. But then Manny's in a position now because of his iconic status and because of the fact he's got a version of the world title belt wrapped around his waist. Manny is now in a position where he can start dictating to likes of Amir Khan. Yeah, come on then, we'll fight. But it, I'll see you in Saudi. Don't, <laughs> don't be any Varda testing. It'll be in fucking, you know... Hong Kong or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. These are the terms, and this is how it is, Fuck and uh, I'll do it all myself. Uh, you know, his, his little mate, who's been like his, his spit bucket man for years. Be- be- it, Bebop and Rocksteady, yeah. whatever his fucking name is. He's like the main corner manager. Yeah, I know he is. I'm like, fucking hell, on paper, he's got the world's greatest That's record it. as a boxing coach. Freddie's jogged on. Ah, oh, wicked. Get, get that Just gear man. out. Get that gear out the back, lads. Come on. <laughs> Let me have a two on that. Woo-hoo-hoo! Fucking look at him, he's running round like Peter Pan. What I'm the a, fuck? I'm a bouncing round exactly. the ring like Peter Pan. Exactly. What the fuck is going on? Who's charged him up? Matisse, he's sat there going, What the fuck is this? <laughs> Listen, don't get me wrong, I thought Matisse Matisse looked old, he looked like he? old. He's man. Like going, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like settle down, man. Thirty-five year old Matisse turned up going. Wait a minute, I didn't sign to fight fucking 23-year-old Manny Pacquiao with fucking hands and footwork like Grease Lightning. I tell you. He was just caught in the play. He was like lecky legs on fucking whiz, <laughs> were he? He all over the fucking place. Someone's fucking double drops. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> double drop Pacquiao. Fucking, I'm telling you, mate. He was fucking <laughs> rapid. <laughs> Oh, man, he's that, dirty little drug cheese. I love he, it. He's thinking to himself, stick your fucking Mexican meat up your ass, sunshine. I'm going straight into the van. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh. man. Fucking hell. Fucking true that, though, isn't it? True that. Man, man look at the sa- There's a picture. I'm going to use this picture, right, as one of our... Uh... It's just shredded to bits, isn't it? And you can't, you can't physically His look back. like that when you're 40. His back's massive. It's just insane. His waist must be like a fucking 26... His shoulders Must are like an extra 42. large. I know. Just, but if you look at his body, though, with the composition of his of his six pack, his chest, it's all inflated, bolder shoulders and all that. And you're like, come on, mate, fucking hell. I tell you, it's it, it's you, just you could do you could do a tickle on some of that. Ta- do you know stuff, what? Sunshine. I'm going to have words because a good mate of mine works over at John Moore's University in Liverpool, and they do specialise in sports nutrition and sports and all this kind of shit. I'm going to have words, you know, because I think. I'm going to put this out there now as another 40-something <laughs> who's past his prime. Mm. I reckon I could pass a rather, rather standard drug test today. I could pass it today. No problem. Yeah, you're not on gear today. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I reckon then, if I have a word, yeah. if I jump on the gear... You're going to get on the cycle. <laughs> if I get you're on gonna the You're going to get gear. in a cycle. What I'm are you going to do? I'm going to get on the gear yeah, yeah. for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean I'm going to fucking, you know... Roid up and end up looking like a fucking No, do it like Brock, Le- like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'm not going to end up looking like Brock Lesnar. I don't want to change my wardrobe. But I mean, athletically, yeah. I'm going to get on the gear 
I'm going to speak to him today. I'll see if I can get on the gear for three months. <laughs> Serious. I'll do a cycle. I'll do a bit of training. Yeah. We'll take before and after photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll do a piss test, another VADA standard piss test, and pass it. See if I can pass it. Hang on That'd a minute. Be fucking it, awesome. Has this got anything to do with Derry Matthews trying to organise a fight between me and you for his charity <laughs> <Yeah>. night? <laughs> is this You're going to turn up like Matisse. <laughs> Having done a couple of sessions with Darren Barker on the pads, That's you it. fancy yourself. I'll be like that. Fucking like heavyweight moving, moving like Machine a feather. Machine gun, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> moving round the ring like a featherweight. What the fuck is this? Absolutely roided. Absolutely brilliant. No, do you know what? I'm serious, man. I'll have a word with James. We mate James is one of the top scientists at John Moore's University yeah. in Liverpool. This is what they do. And I'll see if he can get me on a, a cycle. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. This to pass a piss test. Because then that would fucking vindicate everything we're talking about. That people, there's people in sports yeah. and in boxing and in MMA that are passing tests regularly, yet they're still juiced. clean. Yeah, man. They're passing tests, they're clean, but clearly they're fucking juiced. I bet you, I bet you we could do it. Leave that with you. We don't want to do it. I'll, I'll let you I know, obviously. I'm not just going to turn up in a studio one day like fucking smashed. Brock. <laughs> Big I, penis tattoo on my chest. Make sure you follow him on social media. There'll be loads of uh, ab yeah, shots and all that type of shit the going down, Absolutely, there will be. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pouting like a fucking towie. That's I reckon you doing. can do it, man. I listen, like we're going to get flack for this now because obviously a lot of fight fans are listening to this and going, you cunts going for money. He's never failed a drug test, blah, blah, blah. Come, come on. on. Come on, Use son. Use your eyes, lads. Come on, son. Look at him, Energizer Bunny's flying around ring. He's 39 <laughs> years of age. You saw him against Jeff Horn, you dickhead. Exactly. Come on, lads. Exactly. He weren't on the gear then in bloody Melbourne, were he? Absolutely. Woof. So uh, I just think it can be done. Mm. And I, you know what? If See, it, I'm going to try and prove it can be done. You can be hot and piss cold. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Leave that one with me. Matisse, though, man. Look at your eyes lighting up thinking, I'm going to I'm going to fucking, fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd thought of this at the start of the year. Sam. I'd have been walking around the beach and all day like, like a twillion dollars. <laughs> With no cock and balls. Um, Matisse, by the way, I know that he was getting absolutely peppered by, uh, by, yeah. by Manny. I just, I just truly think he turned up, 35-year-old Matisse, looking for his legacy fight, looking for his legacy win. He'd work, talked about this last week, worked so hard to actually get a version of the world title. This was the moment when he assured his legacy with a win over the guy formerly known as Manny Pacquiao. Unfortunately, the fucking guy who is Manny Pacquiao turned up, turned back the clock at least 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I think Matisse just wasn't ready for that guy. He was ready for a 40-year-old version of Manny. Sw- I think he swallowed it, mate. I, well, I just think he, he got in there and I thought, his fucking hand speed's unbelievable. Yeah. He's hitting me with everything and I can't get him. But I think it just broke Matisse's heart straight away. Mm. But there's a reason why Matisse was preparing for 40 year old, 40 year old Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> Not somebody who's been on the fucking Never Never Land juice. Jesus Christ. On the old Peter Pan. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, there's loads of other boxing news going on um, from around the world. I just mentioned at the start of the show that the Kell Brook fight's off. I don't know if that's actually been officially announced as of yet. It hasn't, but his opponent's come out with it, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah. I just know that Kel's been struggling with an ankle injury for about two weeks. Yeah. And there were rumours last week that he was going to get pulled. But... I know, uh, is it. What's his name? Is it James Cook or something like that, is it? Or something Cook, isn't it? How are these fighting? Brandon Cook. Yeah. He's come on social media and basically gone like... Oh, is he? Uh, don't know why you haven't been told, but I'm not fucking... I've cancelled all my travel plans. I'm not I'm not going to the UK. He's pulled out already. Yeah. And uh, Matt Room haven't said anything. No one else has said anything. So 
Yeah, the fight is definitely off. As is um, Boazzi and Ricky Summers. Yeah, that's disappointing, isn't it? It is. Boazzi's still going to be fighting on that card because I just love watching him. But that was a real test, I thought. Ricky Summers, a good step up for Boazzi. Let's see where he's at ahead of his uh, American debut. We'll see him uh, doing his thing in the States at September, October time. Um, so, yeah, Boazzi will still be on the card mm-hmm. fighting A and other. Yeah. Uh, but no uh, fight against uh, Ricky Summers. It's not a bad card, though, still. Yeah, mate. Fowler's listen, fighting. Cavalton, an unbeaten fighter, the Irish champion at middleweight, uh, super welterweight. So that's a decent fight. Craig, listen, Craig O'Brien, is it? And, and then Delboy's fighting that Carlos Tackham. That's a good fight, mate. Man. The main event's great. Yeah, yeah. Car, uh, Delboy against Carlos Tackham and uh, Conor Ben's rematch. Yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. the first one at uh, your call was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. So if that even fucking gets anywhere near that, you're having a good night. It'd yeah. be a decent night. Oh, Casey Taylor's there as well, isn't yes, she? Yes, she is. Defending yes. all the belts too. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, I know that you mentioned Eddie during the start of that show as well. We is the uh, Zone press conference. The Zone. I'm glad you said that. Dezone. Which is coming up. This is going to... By the time you're listening to this, you probably already know all about uh, Eddie's signings and all that type of carry on. Um, the one thing that I do love, right? Uh, Demetrius Andrade, yeah? Yeah. Former world champ. He uh, he will be announced. Um in this DAZN um, press conference, that uh, he'll, he'll be mm-hmm. he'll be part of Matchroom USA, yeah, which made me absolutely piss myself because the day after I found out on the day that Billy Joe Saunders goes on social media and says, "Right, I'm definitely going to be facing me mandatory for the WBO middleweight crown next, Demetrius and Dread, he's next, hundred percent. That's what the fans want, hundred percent. Now let's just clarify something: what Billy Joe Saunders says and what Billy Joe Saunders does are yeah. two totally different things. We get that, absolutely. But the moment that he says it, then I find out that Daddy's going to go and sign Demetrius and Dread. Good luck beating that DAZN money at the purse bids, Frank. Good <laughs> what luck. happened? There's no way he'll fight. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. He's never, he's never gonna fight that man in the street now. Never, never in a month of Sundays is that fight gonna happen. Mm. Billy Joe, God bless him. Yeah. Um, but I met as well as uh, Mighty Mo and his super super spunk. That's it. Is coming to match room near you, brother. That's it. He's the zone, baby. Listen, got to pay for those baby mamas somehow, hasn't he? Got to, hasn't he? He's got to get some of that zone money. Um, yeah. So him and his ten kids. Yeah. Um, He's going to be... Um... Did you see the photo we put out this week as well? We retweeted. Well, he's got himself in a bit of bother this week as more, you know. Why? He's What's been... happened? He's got, got arrested. Don't tell me he's got someone else pregnant. No, he, no, he got arrested, didn't he? Did he? What we, for? We can't condone this. He's been... Uh, well, he enjoyed it. Maybe he, he found out how much he was getting paid off the zone. He's gone out. Got, <laughs> Celebrated. Got pissed up and drove home. He's been oh, caught, hasn't he? fucking hell, Mo. Yeah, but have you not heard the story? No. So, what happened was, he was being um, tailed by a police car. Yeah. He's obviously got his eye in the mirror watching the police car, but he hasn't seen the police car in front of him. He's driven into the back of that police car. Sensational. And the police car behind him is driven into the back of him. It's like someone off the fucking wacky races. <laughs> like Dukes of Hazard. Mate. <laughs> anyway, so he's got himself in bother with that. Oh, mighty Mo. Uh, but he will be... Uh, Fight disciple Mo. Yeah. Listen, we're not condoning his Mo. actions there, obviously. Mo, come on, Sunshine. Come You're on, Mo, down lad. there, lad. Just Supposed keep shagging birds. <laughs> That's all you need to yeah. do. Mate, if I was... It's lucky them... Uh, any of them coppers women? Because they need testing. They do. They'll <laughs> be they, pregnant. If they put the handcuffs on Mo, that's I it. guarantee that's it. a bit of fucking mighty Mo spunk would have been on his hands. You know what I mean? They'll be pregnant, that's I'm telling it. you. Get yourself a clear blue, girls. Get yourself a clear blue. Fucking that are. But he will be part of the uh, Matchroom USA. I believe yeah. that that deal is actually a co-promotion with his current uh, promoter. Uh, and Eddie will be doing all his uh, TV work. Are we, are we ruining the fucking matchrooms to press are conference we? here? Yeah, but the press conference is on Tuesday and this podcast gets released on a Tuesday. Oh, right, sound. Okay, then. So it's yeah, technically yeah. all right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I was, I'm, I'm disappointed that there's no 
I think Vargas is in there as well. There's some good names they've signed. Um, there's not a Mikey Guy series yet. No. And Even though they've made a massive offer to him. There's not a Charlo twins They're told yet. to fuck off. Charlo's yeah, told them to, to fuck off. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's not that big halcyon name yet to be go like fucking great sign and do you know what I mean they're good signings Mo's you know listen Mighty Mo's a fucking fight disciple we yeah. love him but there isn't that standout name as of yet I'm sure it'll come mm. I'm sure it'll take time at the end of the day you know it's it's kind of like new money in it you know it's it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when fucking when a football team gets bought by a billionaire just Ronaldo doesn't want to sign for them the next day yeah, they yeah. want to see how they fucking get on first I yeah, think yeah. it's going to take you know, at least two years probably for Eddie to start making these big signings. Yeah, I but agree. I think they need to know that the money's legit as well. You know, if you've if you're currently fighting and you're on ESPN regularly, you think, well, who's going to see me on the zone? Will it affect me sponsorships, me advertising? It's like we're boxing super series. Yeah, of course. Those it is, ones yeah. that, you know what I mean. It's like the first ones are always the bravest yeah. ones. You know now I mean? everybody's like going, fucking hell, I want a bit of that. Absolutely. All the bantamweights were knocking the door down to try and get in, weren't they? Yeah, you know? so, of course. Mm. So, you know, the, the, Eddie's time will come, the zone's time will come, but mm. at the end of the day, they're announcing names tomorrow. Hopefully they're going to announce a shitload of dates tomorrow. Yeah. And that can only be good for us as fight fans because that means it's going to be all over Sky Sports as he's, well. He's uh, also going to be looking after uh, Arta Betabiev, is Eddie. I nice. think he's uh, he's doing again another core pro. He's doing three fights. We are to better be the first one will be in October Obviously with the, the Callum Johnson Callum. fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, good things. Good. Th- listen, it's good. You know, the Americans. The, the Americans are looking at him, thinking, "What the fuck is this? He's coming over and he's trying to take over." Don't forget, Dana White's going to come at some point with his uh, Zuffer lads. Um, so yeah, all good stuff. Um, of which you will find out a little bit more uh, this week. Uh, and also at the end of the week, it is the World Boxing Super Series uh, draft gala in Moscow. That's on the Friday night. Obviously, the final. Uh, of the cruiserweights is on the Saturday night. Um, I'm led to believe Terry Flanagan's going in for the super lightweights. That makes sense. Does that, make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's the. He fight, needs, isn't it? mate. Out of all the guys, English like uh, super lightweights that we've got here at 140 pounds. Yeah, he needs this the most. He needs the platform. He needs to be in with some big boys, and he needs to do a job on some big boys in order to reignite his career. Yeah, the Morris Hooker thing hit him hard, I think, because you know we talked about it with Tyson Fury being so abysmal that night. That was the moment for him to steal all them fans, to steal all that yeah. glory, and instead the next day because he because he lost the world title fight. The next day, all the headlines were just how negative Tyson Fury was, where if he'd have been sparkling against Morris Hooker and become a two-weight world champion, it would have been... Have Tyson had been the fucking side note a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm. Amazing night, Tyson Fury flatlines, do you know what I mean? That kind of that kind of uh, rhetoric. So mm. he needs this. I, I love the fact that hopefully this means that he won't be... And I wouldn't say he's previously he's been a victim of being protective of his own. Maybe his promoter's been a bit more protective of his own than, mm. than Terry. Mm. But fuck it, man. You're always gone now. Doesn't yeah. matter. Get in the tournament with the best there is. You've yeah. got absolutely nothing to lose, Terry Flanagan, by going into this tournament, mm. and yet everything to gain. There's a massive, massive all British fight in there potential for you. How good would that be? Which would be fucking huge. Wouldn't it? For Scotland or Manchester. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Well, I think they'd probably take it to Scotland because he's probably defending the defending champion. Or... Well, he, well, he's the, he's the one that uh, would sell the most tickets. No yeah, question yeah. Of in, course. in Josh Taylor. But what an opportunity for Terry to go and sparkle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I think it's brilliant news. We knew there was going to be an English guy added in there. We'd speculated about it. We mentioned the fact that we thought Terry would be the prime candidate. Mm. Uh, but we, just, we had no idea at the time, did we, that he was uh, that he was thinking this way. But I hope you're right. I hope he does get announced. So is that Friday? They're going to confirm the full yeah. lineups on Friday? So Friday, what? I mean, if you remember last year, we went to um, Monte Carlo 
Uh, and uh, the super middleweights went up on the stage and they went, I'll have that one. So you got four seeds and yeah. then they picked which fighter they wanted for their quarterfinals. It's not going to necessarily work like that on Friday. There will be a little bit of that. Um, but you might, it, for example, the first seed might be restricted to only be able to pick two lads, for example, um, in various weight categories because certain mandatory obligations have to happen. Um, we've got a vacant IBF belt. As well, um, between uh, Yijit and Baranchik, that's definitely happening as a quarterfinal. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, they won't be involved in in the draft, the draft, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, I think it, listen, there's some fucking great knocks there. No matter what happens. Oh, that's brilliant. The super lightweight lineup is fucking. Excellent. If everything if everything goes as we anticipated to go in the bantamweights, for example, if everything goes the way that we think it's going to go with the bantamweights, the semi-finals will be outrageous. Yeah. Like this cruiserweight tournament, just like the cruiserweight tournament yeah. this year. The bantamweight tournament is just the super lightweights for me. And you know, after seeing progress at the weekend and everything else, I still think that Josh is is probably the favourite in my eyes, Josh Taylor. But the bantamweight, fucking good luck because I change my mind every week. Every yeah, time, no. every I time I see one of them fight, I was like, when it got announced, I was like, Tete man, Tete will smoke everyone's boots. Well, that's what Paul Butler said. Then we seen Rodriguez handle Paul Butler, and I yeah. thought. Yeah, Rodriguez going to take some stopping in this tournament. Yeah. Then they go and fucking sign a new way. Oh, sorry. At the back of all that, I'm still thinking. I can't believe I'm not backing Ryan Burnett, the only two weight, two two time world champion in here. He give one of the belts up. Yeah. Ryan Burnett with fucking Adam Boots got to be the guy. This is at the back of my mind. And then we've seen a new way smoke McDonald, and I'm like, mm. as if a new way is not the favourite now. Mm. So, who are you picking? Go on, let's do it now. Let's don't change your mind. Go for it now. Who are you going with? Who are you going with? Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going with you anyway. Ooh, fucking hell! He'll win it. Do you know what I'm gonna do? No, you're not gonna wait. You're gonna tell me now. I'm gonna go with Ryan Burnett. Ryan Burnett to win. I'm gonna go with Ryan Burnett to wow. win. Wow. Wow. Just because Adam booze me, mate. No, uh, well, that's all right. It's all right. I'm gonna go with Ryan Burnett. Let's that put that would, down. That now. would be something. If he won that, that would be outrageous. Yeah, it wouldn't be, it? Yeah, absolutely outrageous. Yeah, I think Anuwe will start as favourite for obvious reasons. But uh, mate, those four, hopefully they're the four seeds. I'd like. I, I believe they're yeah, going to be yeah, the four yeah, seeds. Yeah, yeah. What a semi-final lineup that is. Fucking hell! In it. Wow. All. I'll be honest. All four of them against one another. I. I Truly believe it. I think Anuay, as you say, probably not actual favourite, but toss a coin, man. Mm. Toss a coin. Anuay's going to take some stopping because he'll be number one seed mm. and because of his background and the fact that no doubt his entry is involved in a big Japanese TV deal, his fights will probably all take place in Japan. And if he wins through to the final, the final will probably be in Japan as well. Just because I know they've got a, they've got a, World Boxing Super Series this year have got a really good Japanese TV deal on the back of the fact that they've got Anuay in the tournament. Mm. So... I think a new way will get a home advantage right through to the final. And that that's going to give him an edge. That's happening on Friday night. Then Saturday night, we turn our attention towards the Cruiserweight final, the undisputed, first ever undisputed Cruiserweight champion of the world with all four belts will be crowned on Saturday night in Moscow, Russia, uh, between uh, Alexander Usyk and uh, Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't he have them all, no? When yeah, he beat he Mormach? Was it three, yeah? Yeah, he had three. Right. Nobody's had all four. Wow. Fucking hell. Tremendo. Are you going for? Shall I go first this time? Go on. I are think you, it's going to be absolutely are you, are you going brilliant. To change, are you going to change your mind from your original prediction? Yes. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm flip-flopped. So am I. Yeah, man. Carry I'm, on. 
Carry on. <laughs> this intrigues me. So obviously at the start of the tournament, we both went with Usyk. Yeah. Uh, sensational, absolutely super talented. Obviously, my boy Lomachenko was mate, all that kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moves like a middleweight. Ah, oh, fucking sensational. Yeah. But I just thought that throughout this tournament, he's also shown a willingness to take a shot. Can't to do land that. a shot. Cannot do that against Gassiev. I just can't think he can do that against Gassiev. And I also think that the fact that this fight, which was supposed to be in the Middle East, but has been moved to Moscow, yeah. gives Gassiev home advantage as well. I think the crowd are going to be obviously pro Gassiev. It's going to be a Gassiev comfortable fight week this week. All the promo stuff and everything else. It's his world. Usyk will feel like the outsider coming in, especially with the whole fucking Russia Ukraine fucking thingy. Um, I just think it's Gassiev's time, man. I think that the, with these two tournaments as well, bear in mind that World Boxing Super Series this year, this first tournament season that we've had, I've gone like clockwork. Number one and number two seeds in both tournaments are in the final. Yeah, There's been no upsets at all. Mm-hmm. I believe we will see an upset in the Super Middleweight tournaments. And I just believe we'll see an upset in the cruiserweight tournament now as well. I've just do you for some reason a, over the last. Do you two, class it as an upset? Though, I don't, like I don't know because it's Usyk? so fucking close. It's you know it's it's fifty one forty nine, isn't it? Let's be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usyk, you'd give the advantage to. He will start as favourite on Saturday night. But for me, Gassiev, just having that little bit of pressure off him, the fact that everyone thinks Usyk's going to do it, the fact that Usyk's the number one seed, the fact that Usyk can, likes to take a shot, mm. seemingly. Mm. That's what surprised me in this tournament was his willingness to take a shot. Yeah. Prior to this tournament, we hadn't really seen him get hit he's before. Took, he's took him, though. He's took no, don't shot. get me wrong. He's fucking took him. But I just think Gassiev has got that little bit of intelligence about him as well. I just think it's going to be a bit special. I thought Gassiev was, um, you know, so far in this tournament, he's been brilliant. Usyk's been brilliant as well. Stop him or points? Um... I think Gassiev's going to stop him. I think he's going to stop him late on, yeah. I think it's going to be late. I think it's going to be... I think I'll probably think Usyk will be up on the cards when it happens as well. Because this tournament's been so fucking brilliant. Yeah. Anything but a Rocky movie finish yeah. wouldn't really do it justice, would it? I think we've got to, get, we've got to see a Rocky fight the weekend. Well, Could be a potential I, I fight think, of the year, I think. Well, yeah, this. I do. I think we are going to see something very, very similar to Canelo Triple G the first time round. Where it's, it's nip and tuck, very, very close. 115, 113, it will probably play out. I think we're going to get the distance and I think Gassiev will win it. We'll edge it. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if he stopped it. If one of them got caught. The big the big boys. They oh, know, yeah. They know, and they're supremely talented. Exactly. It's going to be an absolute crackerjack for the undisputed Cruiserweight Championship of the World. World Boxing Super Series final for the Ali Trophy this weekend. It's pay-per-view in the UK, I know, but... It's worth every it's fucking penny. It's fucking worth it. <laughs> Both these guys have got combined 40 fights undefeated with 30 knockouts between them. Mm. It, you know, it's someone's always got to go and it's going to be amazing mm. and it's worth your tenner. It mm. is a tenner, isn't it? Nine ninety nine. I, I think it is. I think it is, yeah. It's, it's worth a fucking tenner, let me tell you. And then get yourself over to BT Sport because there's a certain scouser headlining in Viva Las Vegas. At, Absolutely. At the Hard Rock. Make sure you get yourself... Uh, all over this because uh, Liam Smith trying to regain his WBO 154-pound super welterweight belt against Jaime Munguia. Um, I think this is a tough, tough fight for Beefy. Yeah. Um, I didn't know too much about Munguia until uh, the rumours started circulating about that he might be the guy that stepped in uh, to face Triple G when uh, the Canelo fight was originally off, if you remember, when uh, Triple G fought Martirosian. Yeah. So I did a little bit of Google searching, did a little bit of YouTube in, I have a right old study of the kid, 
and he's legit. He's absolutely fucking massive Christ for 154 pounds. But beef, but beef, he's not small. He's, no, no. he's big. But this lad's massive. I yeah. don't know how he's making 154 pounds. Um, and then obviously he went and fought Saddam Ali, and he put manners on Saddam Ali. However, he does get caught coming in. Yeah. Now I don't know whether that was because he felt Ali's power early, and he thought to himself, "Fuck that, I'm walking through it," or he's just a bit sloppy. If it's the latter. Beefy's got a great chance because that's where Beefy's going to do his business, right on the inside and get a little bit dirty with him and give him a good hiding on the inside. Yeah, I think this is a tough, tough task for Beefy at the weekend. Me too. Uh, I think the fact that Mungui is going to step into into the ring in Las Vegas, no doubt with a massive Mexican support oh, behind yeah. them. You know, they yeah, see yeah, this yeah. kid now as as really a potential superstar for, for Mexican boxing. Um, you know, he's 21 years of age, 29 and 0, 25 knockouts. Yeah, he's fucking six foot, massive for his, for his weight division. Destined, no doubt, to move up. Um, don't forget, this is the kid that accepted a fight with fucking... Triple G. With Triple G. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lost that fight, but then ended up getting the Ali fight as a bit, mm. of, a, a bit of a reward. He, the, Vegas refused to sanction him to fight Triple G, which was absolutely bonkers when you look at his record. And you look at the performance against Saddam Ali as well. Don't get me wrong, I think Saddam Ali's reputation was blown up because of yeah. the, the victory he had when he won the belt Miguel Cotto, against yeah. Cotto. Um, and I think, for me, Liam would have beat Ali yeah, he would. had the fight managed to take done. place in New York when it was supposed to take place before Liam picked up the injury. And obviously then this opened the door for Munguia to step in. Um, I think Liam would have been world champion by now, but I just think Munguia at the moment, his tail's up, he's young, he hits frighteningly hard, he'll be he'll be roared on by a massive Mexican t- contingent in Las Vegas. Yeah. I know Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya, they're right behind this kid now. They realise they've got a potential superstar. Liam will, feel, when, he, when they land in Las Vegas this week, Beefy, Joe Gallagher, the whole team, they will be made to feel like the outsiders. They will be made to feel like the foreign invaders. They won't get any home comforts whatsoever. You know, they're, they're, Golden Boy will make it fucking perfectly clear whose name is up, who's first up in lights. However, that said, he's been here before. He's Beefy's Canelo. been here before. He's exactly. Fuck Canelo, man. He Canelo in front of fifty fucking thousand Mexicans in Texas. He's got that experience. He's also got history on his side as well. First scouser ever to headline a card in Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, fighting for a world title, of course. Fucking massive legacy moment in the history of the Smith family boxing, which has been fucking rewriting records for so long. It's a massive opportunity for them. I know Joe, they were they were confident going over there, spoken to Joe about the fight. Beefy obviously will fight anybody at the fucking drop of a hat. Mm. And look at the fact that Manguia's tall, he's long, he hits hard. Who could Beefy possibly spar to do that kind of shit? Well, Callum's about to, about to fight George Groves. So you've got Callum on tap, who's tall, who's long, who hits hard. I know he's been doing a lot, ton of work with Sam Eggington in the yeah, build-up to this fight as well. So he's going to get that. Sam is basically like a fucking Mexican pressure fighter. So he's had that kind of experience too. The Anthony Fowler's been in there. They've left no stone unturned. They'll head out to Vegas. I think they're flying out today, Monday, Tuesday. They'll fly out there full of confidence, as you say, but... Munguia, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. One of course thing, it is. One thing that I'll say about Munguia, he's never been the distance. Yeah. If, if you look down his record, everything's round one, round two, round three. Yeah. I think he's had one ten rounder in his career that went the full 10 rounds. Yeah. He's never been 12. No. Nope. Um, everything else is in, the, in those early stages. That, to me, tells me if Beefy can get him to deeper water. Absolutely. If he can get him late, later on, 
it's Beefy's fight. Yeah. It's getting through that early... Getting through the first six rounds. If he gets through that early barrage, yeah. when the crowd's up, the crowd's buzzing, and then all of a sudden it'll go flat if he's not blown him away, yeah. Beefy's in. 100%. That's exactly what he's got to do. He's got to... He's got to take him into deep water. He's got to put Mungo in a place where he doesn't want to be. And because six, this kid... Put, put your foot down and make him exactly. work. Make him work at six. This is live on TV in America. You know, it's in the middle of Las Vegas. The pressure's on. Live on HBO. Golden Boy will be adding all the song and dancers behind it. Oscar De La Hoya will be there shaking hands with everyone. The spotlight Sticking of... stuff up his ass. Exactly. You know what I mean? The spotlight the of Mexican boxing. His old fucking American kick, boxing. Kitchen utensils out. Is on it this weekend? Let's it's have a wank with a whisk. I think, Don, I think Don King's invo- involved in what, this in the, well. in the fucking Instagram? <laughs> Probably. Get yeah. on the Instagram story this weekend. He's going to be washing his ass with Don King's year old Don King. <laughs> but it, it will be a massive moment. But it will all be about Munguia. Mm. And if... Liam can let him have that and let that go to his head as a 21-year-old kid and let him think he's arrived already and avoid the bombs for the first three or four rounds. Get him past the sixth. I think you're right. I think Beefy can take him in a place he doesn't want to be and has never probably been before. Mm. Uh, BT Sport, that one. Uh, early hours of Sunday morning, Liam. Come on, Beefy, lad. Taking on Jaime uh, Munguia uh, for the WBO Super Welterweight Championship of the World. What a great weekend. It's back. Oh. You know what I mean? Fuck off the World Cup now. It's gone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. World Cup's gone now. We're back in now. We've got an undisputed Cruiserweight champion uh, to crown at the weekend and hopefully a brand new British champion as well yeah. as he goes out to uh, Las Vegas. And we'll have all the fallout for all of those fights on next week's programme. So make sure you subscribe. You can do that via our iTunes. Fight Disciples, that's the name. that You've just got to search in there and make sure you hit the button, subscribe button, and then you get all this in your feed every single Tuesday morning. Um, and you can uh, follow us on social media as well at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, Android feeds, by the way, are on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, there is a UFC program as well available from us, uh, again in your feed. So if you've not heard it yet, get yourself over and have a little bit of a listen. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.